Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decoranda FM. Still the biggest South African comedy tour ever has been done. So then I got to open for him there, and he was impressed. And I opened for him again the the, the year afterwards at It's My Culture Comedy mm-hmm. tour. And then the next year, I finally found myself part of a lineup on a poster. This time I was on the poster. And my yeah. mom was so happy for me to see my face on the poster. She's like, ah, you're on the poster this time. <laughs> and your dad, was he proud? And my, and my dad was very proud, yeah. Just no swearing, son. Everybody, just no swearing. No swearing. No swearing. <laughs> <laughs> have you got that poster somewhere rolled up uh, in your room somewhere? Somewhere. I have it on my phone. Oh, is it? So I keep it there, yeah. Yeah, I've also kept all my posters. Yeah. It's 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 an amazing feeling when you go to a club or whatever. I mean, now it's all on online, you know, it's uh, social media. Yeah. But uh, I used to go... Saw my name there. I'm playing at this nightclub, trying <laughs> to get that post oh, off. Yeah. But they've glued this thing on, so I only got half of it. But yeah, it's a great. It's feeling. an amazing feeling. And when your name is Dylan, when when I see Dylan Willifant on a post, I'm like, yeah, yes, you've then made it. I, I <laughs> thank you. I I don't have to change my name to N anymore. <laughs> Did a lot of kids, uh, your friends, t- tease you because your surname was Willifant? Because my surname was Olifant. No, my grandfather always used to say, Olifant, you real dear. <laughs> That's all he ever said. But no one really teased me about my surname being Olifant. Because this is radio, and if you don't know who uh, Dylan Olifant is, he's about 150 kilograms. <laughs> And that's why. No, I'm just kidding. You see, that's radio. People believe me. What, you're about, what, 80 kgs? No, less? I don't even know what weight I am, actually. Because uh, people don't know that's your surname, you see. Oh, they, they go, they're really fun. They're really great. Oh, I can't say, say, say. Oh, what? No, that's just my thing, my yeah. surname. Oh, brilliant. So, um, did you do any uh, stand up and stuff uh, at school? You know, when, when they had like. You know, you had to do the end of the year, maybe. You know, like everybody in the class had to do something on stage. Were you scared to actually stand up in a, in a classroom or on stage at school? Were you very nervous to to stand in front of a lot of people and do your thing? Um, I was very nervous. I remember even my first time doing stand-up comedy was actually at Parker's Comedy Club doing my first open spot. How nervous I was! I like I did like you get five minutes. But I did like two minutes. I think. <laughs> but it felt like two days. <laughs> it felt like two days. It felt like a one-man show. <laughs> Do you yeah. still remember the jokes you told? Were they good? You know, if the jokes are good. They were laughing. The people were laughing. I don't remember the, the jokes exactly. Mm. But the people were laughing for that two minutes. And then after that two minutes, I just went blank. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I must do next. So... And I just walked off stage. When you walk on stage and you do your, uh, your first, you tell your first joke, sometimes you don't have to tell a joke. You can just roll your eyes or body language oh, yeah. or rip somebody off immediately in the front or whatever. Um, if you tell your first joke and nobody laughs, you don't hear any clapping or whatever, what do you do? I, I go on to the next joke because <laughs> I believe in my stuff. I believe in my material. I believe in my jokes. I believe in, in what I do. And when you believe in what you do, um, there's not much that can throw you off. It's all about the belief. Mm. It's almost like like Kanye West. You know Kanye West, mm-hmm. right? Kanye West has the most. I, if every human being had the be, the self belief Kanye West had, the world would be a better place. Even Paul McCartney is uh, playing guitar for him now. <laughs> playing I mean, guitar for him. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's play yeah. Miss Jackson Outcast now and then after the song. We will find out what Dylan Willifan has to say about this beautiful song. Have a listen. Jack Aranda FM. Jack Aranda FM, Outcast, Miss Jackson. You can SMS us 3794, Twitter cost of 1 Rand 50. And uh, our judge tonight is Dylan Willifant. Yeah. And um, 
I've got Cabello here. My, uh, I don't know what he does here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just he's focuses sweet. on what he does, all the social media fuss. Mm-hmm. And I'm here as well, by the way. So uh, let's go for, you know, because you do one-liners like Stephen Wright. I mean, he's the genius. Stephen Wright when, is the one-liner genius. He is the yeah. one. But uh, if you're sitting there uh, at home now and you're bored, give us some one-liners and we'll decide if they're good or bad. And we'll see if... They uh, make us laugh, okay? Three seven nine four Twitter cost of one rand fifty. You think you're a comedian? Bring it on! It's not that easy. And include your name as well. I hate this anonymous stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and send us your one-liners, but don't go and Google one-liners. Just t- if you've got a good joke, just to get it on, now and then we'll tell you if you you, you could do some support yeah. for you maybe one day, hey, Dylan. Well, we, yes, you have to start soon, somewhere. Yeah, hey? you have to start. Somewhere. So um, when you uh, you left uh, Rosebank. <laughs> Outside Rosebank, <laughs> that decision you had to make. It was a very important decision because you're talking about you could have been a journalist. You, your salary, you've got a salary, a yeah. job, stability in life. You could have bought your first house, married, settled out. You know what I mean? All yeah. those things must have, uh, you know, as a young man, you must have thought about that. And you decided, nope, I'm going to become a comedian, and um, this is what I want to do. Uh, do you remember that moment when you said, and this is what I, this is what I, what happened in your life? Why did you make that decision? I, I was actually on holiday from, from Rosebank College because you need to take holiday <laughs> <laughs> when you're at Rosebank College. And actually more than that, just that one holiday I had. But I was on holiday. I went away to, I went to Europe, more specifically Belgium. I went to Belgium with my church and we did some things there. We did some, some charity work, which is quite ironic because we go to Europe to do charity work. <laughs> but yeah, so we did some charity work and we had a little, we had a little concert there for people. And I was like, I'm going to try stand-up there. And then I did like two or three minutes of stand-up there. Well, of jokes that I thought of that I could do. And the people loved it. And I was like, this, I love this. This is what I want to do. This is, this is exactly what I want to do. So I just, yeah, I came home. Went to college for like a month or so. After the month, I told my I told my mom, I told my parents, um, I do not want to be at Rosebank College. I wanna, I wanna do stand up comedy. How That's many people dream. saw you when you did that stand up in in Belgium? How many people? Uh, it was like twenty people for the most. It was just friends, and so it was not even maybe it wasn't even the most genuine laughter you could get, but. I felt I felt like this this when I got onto stage and I did that thing like this this mm. is what I want to do. And also the jokes you told then uh, when it comes to jokes or whatever it's not easy. You have to. Uh, I love people to tell jokes about what's going on in in, in their own country. Look around. There's, the, there's life is a there's joke. There's enough material. There's, I mean, you just look at our politicians. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, do you tell a lot of jokes about politicians? About politicians. I heard just now. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't make jokes about other comedians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not ethical of me. No, I, I, I don't do my, I don't do much political humor. I do. Um, I speak about my life, and that's my jokes. That's where I come from. What what's happening? Like, if you want to know what's happening in El Dorado Park right now, come what? Come to my shows. Come watch me perform. Let's have a listen quickly to this clip. And my mom says all I do is make fun of colors. Why don't I do political humor? Why don't I make jokes about Jacob Zuma or Julius Malema? Well, because I've got ethics. I don't make jokes about other comedians. 
was Dylan, you've been great. Listen to that crowd in the background. Hey, where, do you remember where that was? Yeah, that was actually my first theater gig. Mm-hmm. First paid theater gig ever. It was a proudly colored comedy festival. So there was only colors in the audience and the two Indians, I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> they congratulated me after the yeah. show. So I remember those two Indians. And if, yeah, so yeah, it was a proudly colored comedy. I remember it was right in the beginning of my career. Actually, it was like four or five months into comedy. Wow. The the other thing is, as a com- you know, the worst thing is sitting there. You go to a lot of venues, you can't hear the comedian. So if you, if your voice isn't like, hey, like Stephen, Stephen Wright gets close to the microphone. Yeah. And <laughs> but there are comedians that, especially the British, the Irish ones, their voices yeah. are like they. Yeah, the, the accents are strong. As well. But, but the problem is a one-man show, you need a theater, you need a good PA system. Yeah. And uh, what kind of mic do you, do you have a mic stand? Do you feel comfortable holding the mic? Because I see some comedians just. Use a little, uh, the, the little mic lapel, around yeah. lapel or holding the microphone in the stand. Does it give you a bit of confidence? Holding the microphone in the stand. I, I, I actually go all, all the way. I can hold the mic. I can use the lapel. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't give me any. No, it, it's, it's the same to me. Mm. And do you uh, worry about your body language on stage? Because, you know, when you do presentations yeah. and a corporate work and stuff like that, and you see the general manager or the CEO, <laughs> you know, the, the way they, they the, the body language. Yeah, the way they like, say it is like, yeah. Everybody looks at the body rather than, <laughs> yeah. uh, how do you feel? Uh, you know, obviously you watch the, yourself uh, videos and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel what, when you walk on, do you forget about that at all? I mean, you're, what you do with your hands and what your I hips. do with my hands. I, I actually noticed the other day, actually, while performing, that I love using my hands. I don't know, because I, I remember I was using, it's almost like I'm making gang signs on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I love using my hands. So, body language is very important when it comes to stand up comedy, I would think. My style is very laid back, very chilled, very nonchalant. But, um, it's also, it's also something I work on. It's like facial expressions. Facial expressions can make a joke so much better than what you think it could be. Delivery, timing. That's what comedy is. Mm. Delivery, timing. And body language is so much, yeah. And also when you tell a joke and people laugh, you have to let them laugh first because when you when you come in with a punchline or whatever, while they're clapping, then most of the people can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. So you must get your timing right. Yeah, timing is important actually. Timing is one of the most important things in stand-up comedy. Timing and delivery, I would say. What I do is, sometimes my material is a bit smart, so then I would I would deliver a joke, and then I would wait for them mm. to laugh, like just give them just two seconds, just to just to get their heads wrapped around it, and as soon as you know it, they're laughing for it. So yeah, timing is important. And Worst thing is telling a joke and you haven't hit hit the punchline yet, and they all laugh. Ah! Barney and friends, Barney Simon. Check around FM.